I've got Olympia that was floating around in that cooler when we went camping when the butter all got melted. So it's kind of this has like a buttery patina, like literal, <laughs> literal, literal butter. Uh, so it's kind of slippery. For the butter goblins out there. That's right, fucking Ted yeah. Cruz. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about stupid horse names. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. And the USA. USA. Yeah, I got my buttery, my buttery Olympia. That's half drank already, but I got a non-buttery Rainier on standby. So sweet! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you always want to start more with butter, butter in your beer. That's right. That's right. Well, I couldn't help that. I had the shit in a bag, and it had ice, but it melted anyway, and just coated everything in that fucking cooler. I still got to scrub out the cooler because it has a nice coating of butter too. Leave it, man. It'll coat anything yeah. you put in there. It's like the golden cooler. Let the rats lick it out. Yeah. Gross. This is a oh. podcast called "How the West Was Fucked." Go, go. go. You're right. How do you do? West. Was. Frigged. Fuck, yes. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Uh, Why, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, This week, uh, we've decided to go, uh, we're going to go a little south of the border, I think. This is probably the first, well, I guess it depends on whether you count indigenous personnel as native or, or as Americans or not, but this is probably the first one where we're focusing uh, pretty much entirely on a foreign national. I guess. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And I mean, not first entirely. Invasion of the first United States inv- by a foreign national. Well, since yeah, the War of eighteen twelve. Yep. Yeah, that happened Whoa. quite a bit in the War of eighteen twelve. I didn't think we'd but, be doing nine eleven. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that was like the second or third, arguably. Uh, but uh, okay, so uh, Tony, what do you know about Pancho Villa? Uh, just the name alone is enough to make me want to vomit because uh, I drank so much fucking shitty tequila when I was in college that uh, I <laughs> almost killed myself just by Lou alcohol poisoning. You know, it's bad enough to where like the next day you're like, you've puked everything up then you just puke up stomach acid then you're puking up like different colors of bile out of your intestines yeah. that's what i think of when i hear the poncho via and suddenly there's like lego lego bricks and fucking ectoplasm in there yeah, how did that get it? no yeah. seriously there's yeah. like there was there was one one time after a party where I, I like the next day i was like stumbling around town like probably thought i was homeless or something uh just puking up green shit like neon green shit and then after that it was like neon kind of orange stuff did you get I could feel coming out of my shit, at least. I, I didn't get down to the poop. I don't know. I, could, no. I didn't puke up any poop. Just bile from my, you know, lower intestines. It's always really, really uh, 
soothing when uh, your bodily fluids take a hard left turn from like the red end of the color spectrum mm-hmm. into the green mm-hmm. end. That's yeah. always always lets you know that shit's working properly. <laughs> and you, <laughs> Jesus. I puked up three of my four humors. Yeah. <laughs> well, and see, you know, uh, prior to not too long, I mean, I guess I always, I, I knew about like the raid on Columbus, which we'll be talking about, and I knew he did something in the Mexican Revolution. Uh, uh, basically, like my biggest association, yeah, the shit named after Pancho Villa. Yeah, yeah. Like the sh- like shitty tequila or like a myriad of Tex-Mex restaurants, especially in Texas, they have like a chain called Pancho Villa and it's Mexican buffet. And I mean, it's gringo as shit. It's like you go and get your assorted beans, rice, and whatever kind of tortilla and whatever kind of meat, and then liberal amounts of just you know pretty much Mexican cheese whiz thrown all over the top of it, and you know re- repeat as necessary. Oh, Otherwise, man. it's you know it's like a, it's like a golden crowd buffet, but it's all ostensibly Mexican food. And man, did we used to eat there when I was in the army? We were like kind of trying to do like acting shit to cut weight. It was like, oh, what's good? Oh, we can eat like Mexican food because that doesn't have like a lot of carbs. So let's just eat like four pounds of fajita meat floating in queso because that's good for you. But uh, <laughs> I think I'd rather have the Pancho Villa tequila at this point. <laughs> Let's see, the side effects weren't quite as uh, grisly as you just described from the tequila, but it, they were on a scale uh, approaching long, that. But long term, probably about equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, you know, we like both got liver cancer somehow. Weird. <laughs> other than that, like you know, knowing about uh, uh, the the Mexican Revolution and stuff like that, it, it's. Man, it's hard to follow as LA. I, I, you know, I'm guilty of it, as I'm sure a lot of like Anglo Americans are. Like we forget, you know, Mexico has a longer history basically than the United States. Uh, it's broken up into states just like us. Now nobody can ever remember most of the states. You know, people always remember like Chihuahua and you know, like what, like uh, Sonora. Oaxaca, Sonora. But there's so many of them. But the th- biggest thing I kind of realized, other than the language barrier. When I'm looking at a map of it, they full-on drew all the state borders just like, must be just with rivers or something, because there's not a straight fucking line anywhere on the map. Whereas the United States was kind of parceled up into little easy-to-digest chunks. Like, Mexico's all a bunch of wavy lines. You know, it's it's really hard to, well, what's north of it? Well, this is north and west to it, because it kind of wraps around it like a salamander, so... Oh, so nice. it's really so hard. It, it looks like Republican drawn fucking yes, ger- gerrymandering shit. <laughs> but so I always have a hard time keeping uh, track of of that. Also dates and of course names. As a native English speaker, I, you know, I, I speak Spanish slightly better than I speak Martian, which you know, <laughs> like but, nobody uh, can be worse than I am. So yeah, there's, well, only, sure there's only one Martian word. I'm sure your pronunciation alone during all this will is going <laughs> to offend at least half the. I'm going to try my level best, but like, um, but even like uh, going through the basically the history of Mexico and stuff like that, and just trying to keep track of wait, who's the bad guy again, or who's the fucking president, and who's oh wait, you know, I think I've kind of got it sorted down at least in the revolution <laughs> part, but I don't know where Will's going to start us off, but with that, Will start us off. Well, instead of a boy named Sue, he was a boy named Dorothy. All right. He was born in 1878. Dorotio Arango Arambula. Is that close? Uh, Dorotio uh, yeah, Arango uh, Arambula, I think. Yeah. Pretty close. Close enough. So he was born poor as shit, as most people were back then. His father worked on the Hacienda of Santa Isabel de Barros in the state of Durango. And a hacienda his father, is 
Hacienda's it's, a big, big ranch. Okay. Plantation. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Learned that yeah. shit from uh, Mascazoro. There you go. Yeah. Uh, his father was Augustin Narengo, uh, who was an illegitimate son of Jesus Villa. The guy back there called you Jesus. He man. didn't say Jesus. He said, hey, Zeus. My name is Zeus. Zeus? Yeah, Zeus. As in father of Apollo, Mount Olympus. Don't fuck with me or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. So that's maybe where he got his name or either from a name of a bandit commander that Poncho served under. So, Right. But either way, his father died when he was young, so Poncho took a job in a neighboring hacienda, which meant he had to get up at 3 a.m. and walk 10 miles to work. And he never attended a day of school. In his life, I guess. Sounds like my fucking dad when he'd tell me about how he used to go to fucking grade school. All right, my little brother on my back, 10 miles through the snow both ways. <laughs> uphill. Oh, he always said uphill both ways. Had to yeah, defrost yeah. my pencil to take a test. We had to fight a bear on each direction. Right. In this ca- it's true, huh? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more or less. Uh... The story is he had to kill to protect his sister from rape when he was in his teens to kill the landowner and became a fugitive after that. That's when he changed his name to Pancho Villa. Uh, eventually he became leader of his own gang, stealing cattle and uh, giving them to peasants who protected him. So he was a bit of a Robin Hood. Yeah. In, uh, they, have, they have a character like that in Japan also. Uh, his name's uh, Goemon. Hey, everybody, get ready. Get ready for the action-packed story of a Game World Guardian. Get ready for the defender of good and despiser of evil. Me, Goemon! Get on with it. Huh? Well, they have another one in uh, in America that is a Mexican guy, you know, that you, I think, already mentioned. Be careful, senorita. Fucking Zorro. Zorro, Zorro yeah. is very. Except for I know that was California, but this is when California was, you know, California was Mexican for a very long time. Prior to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so he was born in what? 1878. Uh, 1902. Uh, I, I, I read. I read 77. Oh. Or was it well, maybe a 78? Maybe I'm. I might be fucking it up. There's Never a lot mind. of facts that aren't quite facts here. So. Well, I was going to say, that's the thing, <laughs> along with like Robin Hood. Like most of stories. Well, especially along with it, Robin Hood's a great parallel, because, you know, either he was born poor, or he's fucking Robin of Loxley, or he's the first Earl of Sandwich, or he's whatever the fuck. I mean, there's a lot of conflicting information in this story, you'll find. So. Uh, 1902, Poncho was arrested for Grand Theft Mule. But instead <laughs> of being uh, killed for the crime like he usually was, uh, he was forced to join the army. Which I don't know which is worse. Yeah, well, that that actually was getting to be kind of a thing there too, because like uh, the, basically the guy that was already running Mexico was kind of a strong manny type dude, and kind of needed like troops to go fuck with everybody constantly at all times. Like you know, there's about a ninety percent poverty rate in Mexico at the time, yeah. and it was it was kind of like a almost like a Putiny kind of thing. So you need you need troopers to go like you know you know, get their protection money or whatever from the local village and shit. It's basically like the bad guys from fucking uh, Three Amigos, only they're federal troops. Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? A what? A plethora. Oh, yes. (laughs) You have a plethora. Jefe, what is a plethora? Why, guapo? Well, you told me I have a plethora. And I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. 
I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. <laughs> kind of like the bad Hello, guys Waffle. from the United States of America <laughs> right now. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you're going to also see a lot of parallels to um, some very similar things. We're going to talk about how people don't want to leave office and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Get ready for it to repeat. <laughs> Uh, so he quickly deserts the army and goes on the run again. Uh, at age 30, uh, there was a police chief in town who vowed to arrest him. Of course, uh, Pancho quick drew him and killed him. But that's about when the Mexican Revolution begins, so that makes a life rather interesting. Uh, Villa's time as a bandit is pretty hazy at best. He likes to tell different stories himself. Mm-hmm. But oh, sweet. He he's became like the Joker. Yep, he became so well known that every train robbery and murder became attributed to him. <laughs> mine, mine, probably I by uh, probably by design. A lot of times, you know what I mean. Try to right. like build up your your you know street rep or whatever. Right. Make yourself yep. into a living uh, uh, myth. Uh, th- that he was. Nineteen uh, ten, he becomes involved with Francisco Madero, who ran for president against uh, Porfio Diaz. Uh, mm-hmm. And they became friends then. So he went from bandit to revolutionary. Diaz was the dictator of Mexico for 30 years. Uh, a lot of business was actually good in Mexico at the time, most industry. But it was actually owned by outside countries. Right. Uh, like he said, most were living under slave conditions. Uh, Diaz promised to allow free elections. But when Madero ran against him, he had him arrested. <laughs> Uh, so Diaz was reelected somehow. Yeah. He was arrested well, on he, un- he, he, an unrelated, uh, uh, you know, thing. He wasn't. Well, and al- also Diaz, even before that, every once in a while, like he'd get a wild hair up his ass and have another election. Except for you know, you know, he kind of like how Putin has elections every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it wins with like ninety nine point nine percent of the popular vote, and <laughs> God help you if you're that point one percent that. Ended up not voting for him. Yeah, or like kind of like radiation stuff. poisoning. I think Saddam used to do that too. Yeah, Gaddafi. Yeah. All the all yeah. the greats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when the peasants start uprising, uh, Diaz takes off to uh, Europe. So that's when Madero <laughs> takes over. <laughs> Shit. Yep. Uh, Madero wanted the return of lands done legally. Uh, also, we should talk about Zapata. He's yeah. uh, fucking shit up in the South, too. Yeah, Emiliano Zapata. Actually, a lot of times, I, I remember when I was a kid, um, I had a Rage Against the Machine t-shirt with a picture of Zapata on it, which you could not convince white people that that was not Pancho Villa, for <laughs> sure. Even though it has the quote from Zapata, which is you know basically better to what, live on your feet than die on your knees. Yep. yep. And then literally said... Emilio Zapata. It's like, that's Pancho Villa. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know. Yeah. But yeah, Zapata was basically uh, in the in the south or further south part and was like a little bit more like um, he was raised a little richer. A little. I mean, like, like we'll call it middle, middle class, basically. But, uh, but he was all about like uh, splitting up the land that had been seized by rich people and handing it back. To the peasantry, he wanted basically a lot of it to be federalized. Uh, uh, I think they wanted to let like the rich landowners keep like one third, then the rest of it get federalized and then handed back out to the people was the idea. 
And eventually, some of that did get written into the Mexican Constitution. I think it's like Article 27 or something like that. But it didn't get enacted until like... Well, it never got fully enacted, but it didn't get enacted until like the fucking 30s. So, but... Crazy this, talk. Yeah. That's, it's better than I expected. I thought, I thought you were about to say 2015 or something. No, <laughs> no. But, uh, but still, he was... Uh, you know, both him and Via are noted for kind of being like man of the people kind of shit. Uh, Via's a little more uh, rough and tumble from a, you know, kind of Oliver background, whereas uh, uh, Zapata's more like uh, the the ranch hand kind of dude that like uh, just people like he's a handsome dude and like they like him for just being the local cool guy, that kind of thing. But Well, eventually uh, Zapata and uh, Madero, they kind of turn it. Uh, against each other. Madero mm-hmm. sends the army after him, so Zapata kind of takes to the mountains. Uh, 1913, Madero was killed, though. Now, General Victoriano Huerta Turks takes over. Suerta. I'm sure I said that. Huerta! Huerta! That piggy Huerta! <laughs> uh, Zapata uh, vowed to hang him. So, yeah, not good blood there. No. It sounds well, downright bad. Fu- and fucking, yeah, Via hated his fucking guts, too. Uh, yep. Well, at first he worked with Madero, uh, Via did, but disobeyed yeah. his orders and took uh, Ciudad Juarez, while nervous Americans watched from across the border in El Paso. Proud to be an asshole from El Paso. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm imagining, <laughs> like, a, a fucking line of, like, a hundred people just like... Ah, 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 ah. Kind of. Hey, Will, this is, this is probably where, uh, I, uh, I, Tony, I know you talked about doing a film wreck thing uh, like you always do. Yeah. But uh, I think Will told me about this a uh, few weeks back, and I oh, yeah, forgot I about it, it, it that I found it. Yeah. They, they made had a, a good scene about it. Yeah, and they did a movie. It's literally a movie called And Pancho Villa Starring Himself. Yeah, well, based what? on the f- Yeah, and ba- based on the fact that what was it? Uh, uh, what the hell is the film company? Not Union. Um uh, municipal, some stupid fuck. Basically, there's a film crew. It's like federal pictures or municipal pictures or something. It was a U- U.S. film company. Okay. That went down there, and uh, basically, there were some people wanting to uh, help out, uh, you know, Poncho and and the the revolutionaries. Uh, there was other like American capitalists that, of course, wanted them to fail because they already had money deals with like all the big, you know, ranchers and big uh, oil guys and shit like that. So I think, like, Hearst was, like, super against it and stuff. Uh, but basically, they wanted to film all this shit and uh, make Pancho Villa a hero to the Americans to help him get funding and weapons mm-hmm. was part of the deal. And plus, they wanted to sell movies. Yeah. And they're like, well, instead of reenacting battle scenes, let's just go fucking down to the border and, and film all this shit. Okay. And, yeah, like Will saying uh, in that movie, it literally shows a bunch of gringos standing on the Texas side up on the roof of a motel having beers and shit just watching a, a fucking shitstorm of a battle like <laughs> uh, going on and they're wa- and they're watching it like a football game you know dude and the river is not that wide you know no <laughs> okay wait so we're still talking about they made a movie about Pancho Villa starring Pancho Villa right? yes and then they moved, made a movie about the making of that movie okay. also so there's a movie I'm looking at, a TV movie starring Antonio Banderas called... That, called that would and, be... It's called And Starring Pancho Villa as himself. Yes, that's what we're talking that's about. Okay. Intelligence. Yep. May well be the only hope for this blighted country. Any life will be sacrificed, but in the end, the revolution will be won! 
Could you possibly change your attack so that you fire from the west instead of the east? That would give us so much better a picture. But it's, it's about a real movie that was made called The Life of Pachulia. Okay. That is now apparently lost. There is still some footage of Via and his stuff. Like, you can find it on YouTube. Because, I mean, this is ni- like around 1913, so it's... Yeah, cam- you know, like movie cameras were there. They were happening. Yep. Well, there was Whoa. cars and shit like that. Okay, but- so Will, you you watched the 2003 movie and starring Pancho Villa himself. Yep, as, it as was himself. okay. Okay, it was a little over dramatic. Well, and- it's a TV movie. Yeah. It's it looks. It was really an HBO fucking- movie. That kind of TV. Oh, so okay, okay. I'm it's just looking that at that. Still yeah, photos it's, from it's it. pretty. It's pretty fucking bloody, and there's a couple titties in it, so it can't be. Shit, yeah, Antonio Banderas is in it too. He's the fucking yep. mask of Zorro. Bam, bring yep. it back. Alright, cool. Yeah, there's only one Latin guy that can play all these people. So. You know it, dude. Yep. <laughs> it's the only one like uh, white women trust. Yep. Uh, so Jesus. actually, after uh, Madero gets into power, Via asked him for some land, and Madero refused him, so there goes that relationship. Uh, Pascual Orzoco, who helped Via win the Battle of Ciudad Juarez, um, he was passed over for a major position in the Madero government, so he instigates a coup on Madero. <laughs> but Villa was still with Madero at the time, and he actually teamed up with Horta for a while. But those two disagreed on Villa's position. Uh, Horta accused him of horse theft, which is about the That's worst thing you could do. That's like the worst thing you could do, then. Which is probably also extra true, though. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> So uh, Pancho hauls off and decks him, and of course Horta had him arrested. Uh, Villa was sent to Bellum Prison in Mexico City. Uh, he wrote, writes back to Madero. This is when Madero is still alive, by the way. Well, I hope he's uh, not right to him when he's dead. <laughs> so he, he wrote to Madero to get him out of uh, jail, but uh, did not quite happen. Until Christmas Eve, he breaks out and made his way north across the border into the States at Nogales. It was rumored that Madero did help him, but uh, while Villa's in the United States, um, that's when Madero gets shot. And Horta leads the coup. Uh, Villa had to go back and take up arms again and get rid of Horta, the jackal, as they called him. The jackal? The jackal. They call him the Jackal. They don't know who he is. CIA can't track him. But we have a physical description. At least that isn't going to change. He's got a lot of faces, this one. No KGB member has ever seen him. But he's about to meet his match. Declan Queen, IRA sharpshooter. He's currently serving time for some old weapons charges. Who are you really looking for? The pro. Calls himself the Jackal. I can identify him by his face, more importantly by his methods. You think he's the one who's up against us? It's the other way around. Bruce Willis, Richard Gere, Sidney Poitier. No! The Jackal. Just like the Jackal song, Jack My Lumber, baby. Well, now that we're talking about, we're talking about people's nicknames. Okay. So, Via is not just because we, okay, we already established that he was born, uh, what, Dorotio, uh, fuck, I can't remember. And took on, uh, uh, you know, uh, Francisco Villa, which I don't know how Francisco or like Pancho is short for Francisco, kind of like how Jack is somehow short for John, even though they're the same amount of letters. Yeah, and Bob is short for Robert. Yeah, and like Dick is Richard. Like, yeah, and it's, Bill, it's one is of them. Wi- Bill is William. No. Yeah, but apparently, like you know, uh, 
Yeah, uh, Pancho is short for Francisco. Uh, his other nicknames, uh, they used to call him the, La Cucaracha, which, you know, the literally cockroach. the cockroach, because he's right. hard to kill, right? Uh, another one <laughs> Just is like the Steven Seagal. The other mm -hmm. one is the centaur. I really like that one. <laughs> centaur of the north. Yep, centaur del norte. Centaur of the north? That's fucking amazing. Because he was such a good horseman, it's like he's fused with his horse. Dude. Like it's his body. And uh, that that's awesome. You know, that's the kind of nickname you want if you're going to be a uh, uh, you know, mounted gorilla. Yeah. You know, Scaring the shit out of the fucking people. And then he's also kind of semi-famous for having uh, one of his horses was named uh, Siete Leguas. Which means uh, seven leagues, which is apparently how far that uh, horse could run. And I'm finding varying descriptions on what a league meant back then. Uh, I've seen basically the closest I can get is about six kilometers, would be like one league. Is but it was one of those like one of those colloquialisms that just means a fucking pretty long way. A long ways, yeah. yeah. But uh, but apparently his horse is famous for just being like super durable, or one of his horses. You know, of course you have multiple horses, but mm -hmm. like unless the, unless you run into the native uh, tribes, then you got no horses left. Right. Yep. <laughs> Zero. And then they bayonet all your mules. Fucking a. Uh, but, that's what uh, Whitey does. That's uh, right. Bo, uh, now that we're talking about kick-ass fucking nicknames, when you were in the army, what was your fucking nickname? What would the kids when give you? Oh, that was my that was my nickname in Iraq. Yeah, yeah in Iraq. What the Iraqi kids call you? What what is it? Um, what's in Iraqi? Abu Rajal Hadidi Murahib Thimali Ali Asad Al Sahari. It even sounds good. It sounds good in that language too. What the fuck does that mean again? It's like Father of Iron uh, Man. Yeah, Father 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 of Iron Man. Uh, what is it? Okay, uh, let's see. Abu Rajal Hadidi. So Father Iron Man. Uh, Murahim. It's like uh, without. I think it's without mercy. It's either without mercy or without remorse. Murahim. Mu means without. Murahim. Uh, uh, Thibali Ali is a uh, uh, fucking wolf. The, the kids always said wolf all night. Oh wolf. I don't oh know wolf I, of wolf of night. I say it's wolf of the night. There's yeah. like wolf all night. It's like that sounds more like a. a call in party line or something like hey wolf all night you know <laughs> and then uh and then uh uh, uh al sahari is lying in the desert which i flat out had him rip off from saddam hussein because that was uh, his name right right well that's why that's why we did that we were i was asking him you know what's the whole deal with you know saddam hussein al-takriti what, what's all the honor and you know as a way of explaining how all that shit works to me they uh they granted me that dope ass nickname so all because you uh, had a headache and you told him you didn't want any uh, Tylenol or whatever. Oh, he was trying to give me fucking Oxycontin, and I didn't want to take <laughs> Oxycontin. <laughs> I didn't so, know it was Oxycontin. I thought it was just yes. regular pain medication. Yeah, Hamid, well, Hamid was he was trying to give me some Oxy, and I'm like, yeah, let's not do that. What are you, uh, fucking Iron Man? Yeah, no. what do you think you're Iron Man? You have such a bad headache? Yeah, but, what? yep, that's, that's I love that one. What's your, what's your name? Uh, Bo. Abu? Yeah. Which means the father, Abu, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> okay, father of Iron Man, without mercy, lion, no, uh, tight. Uh, wolf of the Night, Lion of the Desert? Yep. Alright, cool. Okay, we can move yep. on now. Abu Rajal Hadidi Murahib Thibali Ali Asad Al Sahari. Fuck yeah. Which is about the only Arabic I can speak other than like Eftal Sanduk. Like, I, I can tell you how to open a lot of things on your car <laughs> and and put your hands in the air and lay down your weapon. That's kind of sure. the rest of most of what I learned. But That's like, uh, I took French for two years in high school and all I could say is Est-ce que je peux lever ce beaucoup? Which means like May I please use the bathroom a lot? A lot. Yes. <laughs> yep. I got the a lot part. <laughs> Dope. Okay. So then, yeah, we have Siete Lewas, and then like uh, one of one of um, Pancho's kind of like I'd call it like under generals uh, was Fierro. Can't remember his first name. 
Pajero GT. Now with the authority of a fuel-injected V6. Fiero. One of the worst cars ever. The Fiero well, is a piece of shit. But his nickname was, of course, The Butcher, because he's the guy that he was actually... He worked for the fucking railroad, and he was kind of famous for, like, dicking around with the railroad and, like, shooting people that displeased him or, like, using the railroad to, like, transport shit, like... They, like, crashed uh, uh, one train into another train full of, like, uh, like soldiers. They crashed a train full of dynamite or some shit into a train full of soldiers and fucked it all up. And then Fierro the apparently, fuck? like, then Fierro apparently jumped on the roof of the train and walked up to the front and shot, like, the engineer and the fireman, like, oh, in the oh, head. Oh, like, he didn't do it on purpose. It was a mistake. No, he, he meant, like... no, they were, they were attacking the train full of soldiers. Oh, okay. Like, he, he was, he was, like, a railroad in super, I couldn't, yeah, that's what I couldn't understand. It seems like he was, like, actively working for the railroad while fighting against the established government, it seems like. <laughs> but he, sure, he there does, was a lot of that. He, yeah. he does a fucking lot of shooting, like, because they had, um, there was a water train that, uh, they had a water train coming up to meet like Poncho's forces and all that, you know, because they had a lot of horses, so you need a bunch of water. Well, and the train was like, so so Poncho uh, chewed, chewed Fierro's, uh, Fierro's ass a little bit, and he was so embarrassed, he just went and shot the fucking uh, the engineer because he didn't like being yelled at by Poncho. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a, that's a passive-aggressive to the max. Yeah, well, that's, that's just... passive-aggressive-aggressive. He also apparently shot a guy just to see which way he would fall because he was arguing with the guy. He's like, no, if a man is shot in the front, he will always fall backwards. So Fierro just shoots him and the guy falls forward. He's like, see, fucking <laughs> told you. killer number one. But yeah, apparently he was pretty, like I said, if your nickname's The Butcher, and this is already a very, very, very brutal fucking conflict, and if you rise to the top and your name is The Butcher in that kind of brutal conflict, you you know there's some fucked up shit happening. But uh, this is one of the guys, it's amazing. Like, most of these guys all, like, literally, I think almost everybody we talk about gets horrendously just shot, like, a lot. This guy fell off his horse into some fucking quicksand. Fuck. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Like, the was guy this yeah, an episode of MacGyver or what? The butcher, uh, yeah, the butcher fell off his horse landing yes, in quicksand. That's, okay. that's how he met his demise as he was riding along, got bucked or shot off his horse or something, and fell into quicksand. Fuck. And the legend goes he could have survived, but he had so much stolen gold from the people, you know, or something. <laughs> but this, while well, this we is about the time, his it, fucking body, dude. Where was that? Well, well, Pancho kept on. I shit. It, you know, it's like I said, it's like the Robin Hood shit. It's hard to track down. I want the gold. Well, yeah, but uh, but either which way, the whole thing is like Pancho had sent him to go like do some like basically diversionary tactics and then send him to hold places like I think one of them was like was it Ciudad Juarez or I can't remember he was supposed to hold a town and he lost it basically they kept on getting their ass kicked this was kind of at the end of the thing and so the idea of him having all these riches on him while the army is like while, while their re revolutionary army is like f flailing is pretty unlikely but that's the story the peasants want to tell yeah. kind of like your mystery of Oak Island shit maybe someday yeah. you'll find them you know yeah no it, it kind of it sounds like uh, propaganda I'm just saying it's interesting as fuck that this super violent individual died pretty much from, like, what could happen to you on a, a shittily constructed golf course. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I went off the trail. <laughs> like, Had uh, two, one too many Bud Light Limes and fell out of his uh, golf cart. Could happen <laughs> to anybody. And then one other character I wanted to bring up that he's uh, in the m movie and, and starring Poncho Villa as himself. 
This guy's portrayed but highly fictionalized. And uh, that is Sam, what the hell is his last name? Uh, Will, uh, well, his friends called him the Fighting Jew. Um, because he was a Russian Orthodox Jew. Let me see. It's Sam. I want to get his last name right. Um, he immigrated from Russia to England and then I think joined the U.S. Army. Basically, he was in all sorts of conflicts. He was in the U.S. Army some, but he'd also go be like a fucking soldier of a fortune, like mercenary guy. And uh, oh, he, spe was, uh, he specialized one guy, in. The bald guy. Yeah, but what's what was the character's name? Uh. Because that's Not a real dude, him, Mr. Clean. I'll find it one second. Um, Sam Dremen. Police squad in color. Starring Leslie Nielsen. Also starring Alan North. Hamilton as Abraham Lincoln. No shit, dude. Frank Drebin? Fucking A, baby. That's exactly what I was thinking about. That's awesome. What? Frank yeah, Drebin. Heard... No, Frank Sam. Drebin. No, his last name. I've never heard anyone with the actual last name Drebin before, except for oh. Frank Drebin from Police Squad or, oh, really? or The Naked Gun. Well, this guy, nobody can figure out how squad. to spell it correctly because Wikipedia has it listed as D-R-E-B-E-N, but it's also D-R-E-B-I-N. Or with two B's, or you know, I but go either B -B -Y -N. which way. But either which way, uh, yeah, he was born in Russia, escaped Russia, went to uh, fucking Liverpool, worked on the dock, got to America, lived in New York, then joined the 14th Infantry Regiment, went to the Philippines, which was um, right after the Spanish-American War. Basically, that's where we were down, you know, when the Rough Riders did the Spanish-American War. Like, the very next thing we hit was uh, the fucking Philippines, which we'll probably have to talk about at some Whoa. point. I know we had not know that yet. I didn't know we fucked with the Philippines that, that oh, early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For real. Yeah, yeah. But he was down there, and then uh, he was also in the Russo-Japanese War, which is the Russians fighting the Japanese. Um, uh, and then... Uh, Let's see, that would have been around 1902. No and shit. And then he, then he went back in the U.S. Army. He was at Fort Bliss, Texas. And that's where he's learned how to use a machine gun, which was fairly new technology at the time, and became an expert at machine guns. And then he went with uh, two other guys, uh, Tracy Richardson and Emil Lewis Hamdahl, which I don't know as much about. And they went to Central America. We're fucking around in the Panama Colonel Zone, Nicaragua. And then they were also doing shit in Mexico. Mostly what Drebin did for Pancho Villa was uh, he was an arms trafficker for him, or like would smuggle arms. Uh, he actually was the machine gunner more for uh, other dude we talked about. Madero. He worked He worked mostly for Madero as like literally just a machine gun expert. But in the movie, he's portrayed as doing that for Pancho uh, more. But it doesn't matter. This guy's, like, fucking traveling all around the, the world fuck? and just and it, killing yeah, people for money. Even if I had to fly to all those places, I would be exhausted <laughs> by the end of my yeah. life. I would put well, a machine gun bullet through my own brain. Let's just game, uh, say that Mr. Drebin strikes me as an energetic individual. Just looking at this fucking... No uh, shit. He's a Teddy Roosevelt. This, yep. Hello, nice to meet you. Now, see, in the movie, in the movie, it shows him getting his arm blown off because uh, they make a big deal of it because he has a tattoo, and he's like, oh, now my mom will be happy so I can be buried in a Jewish cemetery. 
Because you can't be buried in most Jewish cemeteries if okay. you got tattoos. Can, can, we, it, can we just do it, one on this motherfucker's life? Because, yeah, holy sure. shit, man. But, but, but in all reality, as near as I can tell, he, he pretty much got through, if not unscathed, he sure as shit didn't lose an arm. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's just another guy I wanted to point out while we're talking shit. about. How was that colorful... guy not famous? Probably anti Semitism. I don't know. Probably. But yeah, he's, he's pretty. Oh, come fucking... on. There's tons of anti Semites that are fucking famous. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, well, I guess there's also plenty of Jews that are too, but like, yeah. I don't know. But like, he, uh, I don't know. He's pretty interesting, folks. But, uh, I, you know, since we were talking about kind of, you know, the, the wider cast of characters, I thought we, I'd mention those few people, you know, Sam Drebin and, and the butcher and the horse and stuff like that. So, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I love that sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> the Fighting Jew, the Horse, and the Butcher will be right back. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh, so Poncho's in the States, so he has to recross the border in March of 1913, uh, start ambushing Horta's army and getting arms in that way. He starts out with uh, eight people. Uh, by a week, he had 100. A few months later, he has 18,000. Holy shit. Eventually, he takes control of all of northern Me uh, Mexico. Uh, for two months, he became governor of Chihuahua. Well, uh, that's the thing is, when you say all of northern Mexico to people, picture how Mexico kind of shaped. It's kind of really wide at the top and gets yeah. pretty fucking narrow down by the bottom. So it's the part a, that he's running is like Sonora and like yeah, it's just, he's, Durango he's, and like he's got the cru the crust plus of a fucking New York slice of pizza, right? Like the the big part. Now, granted, that part is somewhat less populated because it is kind of often de deserty and kind of wildernessy, but and that's still a lot of yeah area. It's the Canada of Mexico. Yep. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yep. So during that time, he ex, uh, he gets all the property from the rich, uh, confiscates gold from the banks, uh, opened several schools, enacted orders to lower prices on milk and meat. On Christmas, he gathers the poor and gives them 15 pesos each, which might be a lot back then, I guess. I'm just I'm hung up on the milk and meat. Uh, was it Guttermouth has uh, leche leche con carne? Yep, is an album. Well, that's milk with meat. But milk like, with meat, yeah. Leche con carne was the was the record. Yeah. yeah, but when he said milk and meat, it yeah okay. Thought that was good riddance. Was it good riddance? I think so. Oh no 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 no! Leche con carne was uh, neither one of those bands. It's the other one. Uh, Lagwagon or something. No use for a name. She was in peace Tony Sly okay doesn't mm -hmm. every punk band have to well never mind I, I'm just uh, saying rest in peace to a fellow Tony that's all I'm saying oh. yeah. there used to be many uh, of us but there are less now yeah <laughs> there are less 
Uh, he did not like alcohol and did not tolerate his soldiers drinking. So he dumps out liquor in each town that he conquers. Oh man! Which which I want to say, if there's probably a stereotypical Anglo view of like uh, your uh, your Mexican bandit type, they're almost always depicted like shooting up in the air with one hand and with like a bottle of mezcal in the other. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there we go, busting stereotypes. No, I I grew up in a fucking like redneck bullshit town, and like I swear to God, every old white man I ever talked to is like, oh it's goddamn. Lazy, drunk Mexicans. That's they all fucking just assumed it. Yeah. While they're mowing your lawn for you. Yeah. And yeah. while while said old white Build, guy building, is like building your building your house. Yeah. And while said old white guy is like taking shots of whiskey and drinking fucking Rainier or and know, waiting PBR for or his disability check to come in. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Oh, I've been disabled ever since that fake thing happened to me, and yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I haven't worked in forty five years. <laughs> How old are you, man? I'm 45. 30. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Pulled my sciatica when I was 16. Oh, damn. What did you used to do? Working like a factory or something? No, I was an Elvis impersonator. I was gyrating, see, taking care of business, and then my hip went out. Oh. Oh. I've been having trouble with it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Threw out my back doing the hip swing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That gyrating's dangerous. <laughs> fucking, uh, what's his name? These uh, welfare queens gotta go. And my social security check better come in or I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep the government out of my Medicare. <laughs> but give me that free Oxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oxygen? Oh, that Oxy. Well, yeah. yeah, that Oxy. Yep. By mid-1914, the Army of North has 50,000 men. Which is probably more than the United States Army at the time, or pretty close to it. Or at least a non-fighting army. Right. Uh, he gets aid from Woody Wilson there in the United States uh, for exchange for uh, Poncho not molesting American property. Oh, you mean well, Woodrow Wilson, there. right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, who the li- fuck is Woody Wilson? Is it a cartoon li- character? Li- little, little Woody Wilson. Little Woody Wilson. After a while, Poncho makes his own currency, which is more legitimate than stealing it. It's like fucking shroot bucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who wants some Poncho pistols? Man. Many... Oh, I was to say now. Now that thinking about uh, how he was about uh, liquor, like he was, he was like sober and he didn't like let any of his men drink. I can't believe there's a fucking tequila called Poncho Villa. Yeah, yep. I can. I mean, I can. I believe it, but that's <laughs> that kind of sucks. I guess it's like ble- or like leading more into that stereotype, right? Right. Well, yeah, and isn't I th- if I'm not mistaken, well, maybe they changed it now, but I mean, up until recently, the picture on the front of a Pontevedra bottle was like literally like a swarthy, like dirty-looking Mexican guy that hasn't shaved in days, like yeah, kind of glaring at you. Yep, with a giant sombrero. I'll, I'm well, of course, with a giant sombrero. It has to be. Well, can't, can't also, there's you. a there's apparently a higher end brand of tequila called uh, Siete Leguas. Also, really, when I was trying to Google that fucking horse, I found out more about the tequila than I did about the horse. Uh, Pancho was addicted to uh, ice cream, though. He did enjoy that. <laughs> yep. Which they also show in that movie. What? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so Tutti the- fruity. 
So the the uh, opposing uh, army just would drive ice cream trucks past his house to keep him nice and. Uh, I'm, lo- I'm looking at a current bottle of uh, I'm looking at a current bottle of Pancho Villa tequila and it still has it on there. I mean, it, okay. it used to be way more pronounced, but it's uh, it's definitely still there. It's kind of like how they de-racify the Taco Johns, like we were talking about le- oh, the, le- well, that, yeah. le- last time that no one will get to hear because oh, right. we got to re-record it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So the the last episode you guys probably heard was uh, an infomercial that I had to make in one night because, uh, yeah, we had a, several hundred technical difficulties in a row. Uh, we may or may not do that episode because I, I really do believe that it was uh, uh, like, cursed. Cursed. Yeah. Ah, we'll try the, I think the topic sometime. is cursed, but we'll try it again. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, then it's definitely cursed and we're not going to Oh, you're saying it. the subject matter itself had ghosts? Yep. Like angry ghosts? It, okay. ruined, it ruined everything. Oh. But we'll, that's, that's neither here that's nor there. That's every episode, though. <laughs> They're all a little bit cursed. Yep. Cursed. Yeah. Uh, this is about Ashen the time Frank. where he makes... <laughs> About the time where he makes a deal with the Hollywood producers, uh, they let him fill his activities. He gets half the profit of the movies. That so. is so fucking tight that, like, during all this shit, he's just like, oh, then I made a deal with Hollywood. <laughs> yep. 1913 or whatever the fuck it was. Well, it's kind of like when they shot Apocalypse Now. It's not quite the same, but when they shot Apocalypse Now, they shot it in the Philippines. And they needed the, all the helicopters for the famous helicopter scene. Well, they just used the Philippine Air Force. That it was uh, uh, Ferdinand Marcos is running it at the time, and so they'd like strap guns, like fake guns, on there, and they'd fly around and film. But then the shitstorm would start happening in the mountains, and the Air Force would have to load real guns back on all the Hueys and shit, and go and fight the rebels in the mountains of the Philippines while they're shooting Apocalypse Now. Fuck. And like sometimes <laughs> helicopters wouldn't come back, or they'd come back all fucking full of bullet holes and shit. Like, yeah. Nice. Damn. So I mean. That kind of shit still goes on, kind of, on a smaller scale. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait till they get some real uh, alien bodies from the U.S. government to shoot a movie about aliens. They're they're teasing it. Already they, have you even seen that? They got, yeah, they got... Well, I mean, when, when Trump got elected, this is way off topic. When Trump got elected, he, he straight was like, if I find any alien shit, I'm going to release it upon the world. Oh, you apparently haven't seen the shit that they just released, uh, like, last week. What happened last week? Uh, like, a press conference talking about out- other world vehicles and shit. Nope. Uh, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole here, because it'll take me too long to research it, but, okay. oh, yeah, I'm going to start- I'll just look it up. Well, we're done recording. I'm going to start texting you furiously some shit. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. The truth is you- out there. I don't, know. Also- I don't believe it. I think it's a fucking, hey, look over here. Don't yeah, pay I know, no attention I, well, to the I, men in black I, I, in the fucking Portland. I know it is, but like still. But now also you got me looking at the old Pancho Villa bottles, and it sent me down this rabbit hole of uh, there's also um uh Hayos de Villa Reposado, uh that comes in like it looks like a forty five caliber pistol. It's from Jalisco. Oh, can you, 30, did, you bucks. did you find the the glass shotgun, double barrel shotgun that, that comes in? I haven't on a seen stand? that yet. Uh, I haven't Brett, seen oh, that. There's quite diff- definitely a 357 Magnum on a stand. Tight. Um, it's probably the here, same company. Here's also like it says bullet. It looks like a fucking artillery shell. Oh, here's old Betsy. Wait, you say it says tequila. bullet or bully? 
bullet. It looks a like bullet. a big okay. ass. It's like a big ass artillery shell bullet. There also is what looks like a thirty thirty carbine called Old Betsy Pizzamaker Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of tequila that comes in guns. Oh, wow, Pancho Villa with rifle and bullet, one top tabletop wine rack. It's like a, it's like if the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz was Pancho Villa that you like put it on your bottle, like it's, you know, like a stupid bottle, like you put your bottle in there, yeah, and it has a little metal body with a little rifle, and then it has a little head you put where the cap is that is wearing a little cowboy hat, and it's. Yeah, it's you'll art. have to put up a picture of that on the... Yeah, that that shit is art. There is so much shit. There's like an Iron Man ape. What? <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. It looks like an ape. What the fuck, man? Okay, sorry, but uh, yeah, I'm going to stop let's get, at let's, get back to it. let's get back yeah. to it. Let's get back to it. All right, 1913-14 uh, is when Via is really kicking ass and winning a whole bunch of battles. Uh, by December 1914, Vian and Zapata were inside the National Palace sitting on the presidential throne taking pictures. Yep. yep. Uh, oh. So officially the peasants had taken power by then, but neither of those guys wanted to be president. So they let Ulialo Gutierrez in charge, uh, kind of creating a vacuum of power, though. So we'll see uh, Horta get back in there. Uh, 1915, Pancho gets his first real defeat at Celaya, uh, mostly from lack of ammo, and he refused to retain any reserves. Just kind of throws everybody into the fight. They should have John Browned it and had a bunch of fucking two-handed broadswords. There you go. Well, he did He did generally carry either a bolo machete or a saber, so... Um, he was defeated again at Trinidad. This is when he starts to lose a lot of guys, either being killed or in desertion and lots of his leaders too by the end of the year in 1915 he only has 200 200 men left and by then by october 1915 uh so let's 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 let that sink in he went from about what four thousand to about 200 eight thousand or fifty thousand that's diminishing returns pretty yeah yeah, as soon as you start, nobody likes a loser, so as soon as you start losing, they all take off. Or be killed. That's how you lose, I guess. Yep. Uh, so the official, the the United States officially recognized Villa's enemy, Carazana, as president. This, of course, steamed his as clams. Carranza. Carranza. I think. Steamed his clams? Steamed Poncho's clams. Made him mad. Oh, gotcha. Oh. <laughs> so Villa starts getting more bloody than before. And San Pedro de la Cuerva he had all the men shot in town, which is nice, en masse. Uh, Santa Isabel, he shot several American miners, which did not go well over with Woody Wilson there. Is that the uh, one where the, uh, it was the miners that were riding a train, I think, yep. and they, they stopped the train and just, like, murdered everybody? And they, he burnt people alive and murdered the elderly. After that, uh, Woody Wilson uh, withdrew his support and kind of, quote-unquote, totally disapproved of his actions. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> uh, Wilson thought Carranza had the best chance of uh, stabilizing the region, so he cuts off supplies to Poncho. 
And Pancho disbands his army and goes to hide in the mountains again. That's why he never gets caught. He likes to just hide in the mountains. Uh, later, Villa's men attack a train. Oh, that's when he uh, kills a few Americans on the train there. Oh, okay. I thought that was the same one as the miners, but maybe not. Well, it could have been more than one. Uh, Wilson threatens to intervene if Via wasn't stopped. Uh, Via does manage to get about 500 soldiers and plans to attack the United States. Yay! Hi, I'm Bob Vila with my great-great-great-great-great-granduncle Poncho, and we've got a horse story for you. This episode will be a real equine makeover. Join us as we solve the issue of side fumbling by way of the duplex rabbit plane to the coop, withers, and fetlock. Also, sofer crunion motion of the beast will be controlled by something you may not expect, a shingle fro. Finally, we'll address the problem of cyanosoil deceneration by treating the ergot, pastern, and gaskin with adze. So join me, Bob Vila, on This Old Horse with my great-great-great-great-granduncle, Poncho, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, from Sequoia and Swagger. Now, when I've been out on the range roping and groping beeves all day, it works up a powerful hunger. That big old sun comes shining down, sure does zap your energy. When high noon strikes, I reach for Mesquite O's smoky barbecue-flavored energy snacks. Made with wholesome extruded corn, flavored with our exciting new liquid smoke technology and a proprietary energy blend made with caffeine, nicotine, and the highest fructose corn syrup legally allowed by the United States of America. These babies are baked, not fried, so you can leave the guilt by the wayside. And their signature O shape makes them as easy to hang on to as the ring and the nose of Betsy the Bowl here. What do you say, Betsy? How about we crack open another bag of them Mesquite O's energy snacks? Snacks, energy for days, so we can still get paid. Support his little wife before she starts a fight. Mesquite O's are for you. Mesquite O's, a Bronson Swagger company. Okay. All right. Welcome back to How the West Was. So this is the whole point of the story is uh, why this can be included is Pancho crosses the border and attacks the United States. I think the point of the story is the struggle for freedom of the Mexican people. Well, that this is how we can include it into our oeuvre. Right, 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 right. He he ran (laughs) the west side of... Mexico. Uh, Mexico, yeah, exactly. See? Yep. But uh, in the theme song, it does say, uh, God help those who stood in the way of business progress and the USA. And yeah, Pancho would definitely would fall Pancho. into yeah. that category. All of more it. More than, you know. So March 9th, 1916 is when he crosses the border. Holy shit, dude. Holy shit. I didn't realize... I, I assume this guy was like in the you know mid to late eighteen. Oh, like no. wild. Whenever I think Pancho Villa, I think of like old west, like nineteen or eighteen forties. But this motherfucker, like, this shit's happening the same time that like World War One's ramping up. You're not fucking mm-hmm. wrong. Holy and, shit! Uh, 
Well, okay, picture Three Amigos. What's one of the one of the characters in Three Amigos is that German dude, right? Oh yeah. What what does he have? Uh, he's got a well, he's got a fucking airplane. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I flew Ooh, one. And a little Nettie goes, goes to war. war. What's it doing here? I think it's a mail plane. How can you tell? Well, didn't you notice its little balls? It's this is about technically kind of around that God same time-ish. What a and fucking we're about to, what a we're fucking about weird to, time. We're about to talk about some airplanes a little bit and some armored cars and stuff. Yeah, and that was guns. all filmed in uh, Tucson Studios. I think it's pronounced Tucson, actually. Okay, I mispronounce sure. anything. Yeah, you even you mispronounce, really mispronounce. Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. So mm -hmm. this is uh, Columbus, New Mexico, which he attacks, which had about 600 people at the time. It was kind oh, of more is... of a stop-off place. It was three miles north of the border. Uh, had three hotels, a bank, about 10 stores, and a Ford dealership. Man. Where they had exactly one kind of Ford. Well, yep. maybe two. Yeah, black or green. Yeah, Model <laughs> T or Model A, which one? Uh, there's a couple of theories why Poncho attacked. More than likely, he was just pissed off that off uh, that they cut off his funding. Uh, ooh, or I, I just concur with that one. Yeah, yeah, I think Mercury was in retrograde. Retrograde, and yeah. that's what I also just concur with that one. Oh, I think so, there was a full moon, and his hair was pulled too tightly, and that's what did it. Yeah, right. Uh, one was that American trader living in Columbus sold him defective ammunition or confetti that would just shoot out of your gun. <laughs> Other um, was uh, that the Germans were helping out, helping oh, to keep the uh, United States uh, out of World War One. My my theory was that there was a also a poorly defended fort full of guns that oh, he kind of yeah, wanted. Yeah, that too. That's I think the probably the main impetus. You know, it's like we just swoop in there and like see all this U.S. arsenal shit. Was my opinion of. Why, you know, that's probably the the most uh, Schrodinger's cat or Occam's <laughs> razor of probably them all. most most practical <laughs> reason. Yep. The most jo Johansson's penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Jeremy's nuclear uh, waste pile. Yeah. <laughs> Any hoozle. Uh, at midnight, Poncho and 485 men cross the border. They attack the town from all four directions. Uh, shooting and a looting. Which is always a great way to not shoot each other. Is You know, you definitely should always surround shit and shoot directly towards each other. Yep. Just like the... That's how my granddad got shot by by 22 <laughs> kill, trying to kill rabbits. The there rabbits surrounded him with guns? Yep. No, it's like the cops in the, the fucking opening of uh, uh, Ninja 3, The Domination. Ninja 3. Yeah. Where he, like, the ninja just goes crazy on a golf course, murdering assholes in polo shirts. Yep. Kind of one of my wet dreams, but... And then, uh, the, co the cops surround him in a fucking, literally, like, a, uh, not even a ten-foot-wide circle. Oh, yeah, they're standing around him like into he's... the center of the circle. Well, they're standing around him like they're expecting him to start breakdancing, basically. Yeah, they're gonna, like, except they're shooting like... shotguns at each other, basically. Yeah. And then the fucking ninja yeah, just disappears. There's a lovely chunk of butter on this one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know you mentioned Ninja 3 about every episode. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> I mean, why do you say that? Well, Ninja 3 is a do. perfect allegory for life. The Wild West. and it, Well, just life in general, yeah, for sure. It's got everything. Floating swords, 
cops killing people, uh, you know, attempted rape, chicks kicking the fuck out of people. Uh, what's the other one? When ghosts inhabit your body. Possessions. Oh, possession. Yeah. It's great. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, so. That's right. <laughs> Have you seen Repossessed? That's a classic movie. No, but I just watched uh, Between, I think it's Between Worlds with Nicolas Cage, where a lady whose daughter's in a coma gets, uh, has Nicolas Cage choke her till she's like half dead and then her spirit goes in or she goes to find her daughter's spirit but it's actually spoiler alert Nicolas Cage's ex-wife and then it's fucking it's a crazy movie uh what? It was wait what good what did the sentence that came out of your mouth just say <laughs> as I was saying I realized it wasn't making any sense but at the same time neither does the movie so I don't know how to make it any more clear what's it called uh, I think it's Between Worlds. It's the most current uh, good, bad, or bad, bad. Okay. Um, it's Nicolas Cage all pudgy and being a trucker with, like, fake tattoos. But um, Are you sure they're not like, real? Mandy? I would hope not. He, but it's also he's the Nicolas guy that Cage would get the real tattoos, at least a couple per, of them. Well, it's also him pretending to be super drunk the entire time, plus take a bunch of speed. But then it's also, like, crying while holding a jack-in-the-box and, like, sobbing. But then, like... <laughs> You know, at one point, drunkenly douses himself with gasoline and lights a cigarette. And here's my it's great. It, here's my audition. It has, it's the movie it has, Leaving Las Vegas. It it has the woman from uh, Run Lola Run and uh, mm. and mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage. Dude, and she has some nice it, hairy armpits. Dude, I'm uh, all the way down. That's fucking awesome. I'm gonna watch that it, movie tonight while I invent our poop attack. Uh, you know, it, infomercial. It's plenty just, psychotic. Yeah. They should call Just, all his movies. I owe money to the government. Yeah, Tony, be be sure and be on the lookout for the scene. There'll be a scene where him and this girl are washing a motorcycle. Uh, wait for her to start spraying him with the hose because it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does he angry. bite at it like a dog? Who's getting the facial now? Oh no, it, it's it's it. He kind of girls gone wilds it, but he's dressed like a dad going to Sturgis. So. Like, <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. It's one of the better, like like I said, I, I got it from the uh, the, uh, the uh, good, Brian. Good, bad, or bad, bad? Yeah. Yeah, good, bad, or bad, bad Those guys. Those guys are but awesome. It's, it's one of the best ones they've done in a while because it is nuts. It's it's nuts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it made Brian drink a lot. Um, so oh, I don't Columbus, need a movie to make me drink a lot. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Columbus, New Mexico <laughs> also has an army forward of 266 men, which yeah. they already outnumber by two. Or two times. Yep. Uh, Private Fred Griffith was the first to die. He was a lookout on uh, Post 3 around uh, regimental headquarters. He stepped up and challenged one Mexican soldier approaching. Uh, he was shot but managed to kill the guy who shot him and two others before he died. So that's something. Uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Lucas Barely. Barely got out of his house. Oh, no. That's oh, probably no, just Lieutenant, Lieutenant Lucas. Lieutenant John P. Lucas. <laughs> I forgot a common there. Lieutenant yeah. Lucas Barely <laughs> got, out of, got out of his house. John Porter <laughs> no. Lucas. He did get out of his house, though. Went, went uh, on to actually become a major general. Ooh, that's pretty good. Served in World War One and Two. Is that like premium wow. gas? Yep. Or like premium ultra or whatever the fuck the other one is. Well... Uh, Don't buy fancy gas. Just buy the low-octane shit, everybody. Trust me. I'm a mechanic. Okay, it goes 
brigadier, major, lieutenant, and then general. So it's like third highest general. Cool. It's nothing, not not bad, you know. Wouldn't kick him out of bed yeah. for eating crackers. Yeah, but at, <laughs> at this point, at this point, he's still a second lieutenant. And at the, basically, when they get uh, attacked, and he starts out, he's not even where he's supposed to be, and he's barefoot. He's like in his quarters, you and he has no shoes on. Him. Well, he was sleeping. I mean, they yeah, you know. no excuse. <laughs> Uh, yep, he escapes barefoot when uh, some other somebody else fired, kind of drawing everybody else away. Uh, he led everybody to a guard tent to get out all the machine guns, which are under yep. lock and key, which is fun trying to find the keys in this situation. Yep, no shit. Well, that and these particular machine guns are not like, um, you know, in that movie, in the um, um, Pancho Villasari as himself movie? Uh, it's depicted as having like a bunch of like uh, like Maxim. They look like either a Maxim gun or a Victor's gun. I couldn't tell. You know those big water jacket cooled like World War One looking sons of bit because it is World yeah. War One looking. This these ain't like that. These are the Hotchkiss nineteen oh nines. They don't have the big jacket on the barrel. They're kind of hideous and stupid looking. And uh, most of them they don't feed off like a big long belt like like we're used to with like the gun of Rambo kind of shit. It's more like little cloth strips that you gotta meticulously like feed. Like if you put them in upside down, you're gonna fuck the whole gun up and stuff. So like, but yeah, they're they're an interesting, interesting gun. What, I had to look. You said it's a Hotchkiss. What? Hotchkiss 1909. 1909. Yeah. Oh nine. Oh nine. I just want to see this fucking thing because. It. Oh yeah. It looks like. It almost looks like a. Stormtrooper or not really stormtrooper. No, it, it's. The, the stock is dumb as fuck looking. It looks yes, like they're missing is. a giant piece of the gun. Yes. And oh, then it's shit. Noticed... It's got like a fucking pistol grip. <laughs> yeah, well, then also notice the very convenient tripod with like the giant yeah. skis that, that couldn't possibly hang up on every fucking possible thing oh when you're trying God. to run with it. All right. I'm you gonna, know this, I... this one's... This is going this is going on Instagram because it's weird as fuck looking. Well, and that bitch is like 26 pounds. Yeah, and there's like a know. ski, like a fucking like a sh- yeah. snowshoe that goes up against your arm. Okay. Cool, yeah, it's it. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so they had right. a, basically a, they had a bunch of those. And of course the um, first one jams only after a few rounds. Uh, Lucas is the only officer there. Uh, by that time some other troops arrive and set up the four other machine guns. This is the time where you can actually take on a whole army with just four machine guns. Because you're the only one with machine guns. <laughs> yep. Uh, by this time, Poncho's men set fire to the hotel, which... That'll show that fucking hotel. Yep. Wait, wait, Except wait, for wait. Kinda... I thought it was a fort. It's a hotel? Is this some blue Kansas shit? The... No, there's a fort in the town, but you got to remember, not all forts actually even had a stockade. I don't think this one even had a stockade. No. I think it it's just a collection, like it. of, collection of buildings out within the town. Okay. Like they didn't always have walls around them. So basically, it's like you got the town, and then you kind of like, well, you've been to like Fort Lawton up in Discovery Park, right? Yeah. It's just a yeah. bunch of building. You know, it's it's like that. It's like kind of, yep, there's a part of town where soldiers are, and you just don't go there unless you're doing soldier shit. Yep, please. I was just at Fort here. Flagler today at Port Townsend. There you go. Yay. Uh, so, but the uh, hotel, which is on fire, kind of illuminates the night so now the machine gunners can actually see all the guys 
and get them in the crossfire. Yeah, there's your first mistake. <laughs> Whoops. You'll get caught up in the crossfire. So this kind of distraction lets all the other soldiers out of their houses and into the barracks and start to clear the town, and ben, uh, Poncho's men start to retreat after that. Well, and also a lot of the townsfolk were starting to be like, hey, does it seem like we're being attacked? Yeah, sort of. Just can grab our rifles and go, like, oh, shit, look, there's people on horseback. Better shoot at them. So, like, the soldiers also got kind of reinforced by the townspeople with rifles and shotguns because they generally are not fans of getting their town shot the fuck out of. And I'm sure living on the border at that time, they were probably usually pretty ready for some shenanigans, you know, but. Uh, there was also yes. a few kitchen shacks in the camp. They were made of adobe, so they're pretty much bulletproof. Wait, a few what? Kitchen, kitchen shacks. shacks. It's when you, uh, in the old days, you often wouldn't have your kitchen in the house, especially in the Southwest. Or even in northern climates, you might have a, an out, like basically an outdoor kitchen shack so your whole house doesn't get blistering hot in the summertime. Oh, when you cook? When you cook. Kitchen I mean, shack in the wintertime, like, it's not that big. Like just the most awful Midwest uh, chain of restaurants. It actually sounds like the kind of chain of restaurants I fucking seek out like a fucking homing missile. Welcome to Kitchen like, Shack. We have chicken yes, fried food. steak. I will, food, I will take the technically. I will take I will take the chicken fried steak that's stuffed inside a ham. Yes. <laughs> inside of a turducken. Yep. Prime rib stuffed with ham, stuffed with our chicken fried steak, smothered in onion rings, and deep fried mu uh, mushrooms. Covered in Fuckin chocolate. A. No, no, no. It's, no, it's got to be savory and, and wholesome. So sawmill gravy. With a side serving of diabetes. Yep. <laughs> well, then I'll just give you like some coleslaw. Fuck coleslaw. That's a vegetable. Hey, man, shit. the Slaw's family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Leatherface house. Yep. <laughs> there's, there's your next, there's your next kitchen, uh, restaurant commercial is Kitchen Shack. <laughs> All right. Talking about Kitchen Shack coming up. From our bullet riddled walls to our, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to our lack to of our bathrooms. Mexican. <laughs> you want to take a shit? You go shit outside. <laughs> like God intended. Oh, they, they had a, uh, a toilet still in. Uh, Fort Flagler from about a hundred years ago. Oh, it, gross! It was pretty well full <laughs> of <laughs> green stuff. Oh, God. oh man! Get out of here! That's fucking gross. <laughs> Just in one of the one of the battery houses, you know, with all the guns and yep, green old crapper, green old crapper. Yep. That that also sounds like something. Sounds anyway, like what... in your. <laughs> In your kitchen shack, you'd keep a few shotguns around for hunting uh, quail and whatever for dinner. Yep. So the soldiers would take refuge in there and uh, blast a few of Poncho's men while they're at it. Uh, when uh, in one of them, they uh, Poncho's men tried to enter and they were doused with hot water and attacked with an axe. That was that one was also that was the army cooks. I read about that one because the, the army yeah. cooks were actually already up preparing breakfast. And they're hearing all this shooting and shit, and like, you know, it's straight up some like goddamn Home Alone shit happening. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> a paint can and some fucking yeah, yeah. rat well, traps. Like, you know, guy comes in the door, like, Viva Via, uh, you know, Viva Via. And like, you just throw like all the boiling potato water or the oh, oatmeal man. water or whatever on I was going to say, holy fuck. Could you imagine if it was actually oatmeal that wasn't quite, oh, quite oh. thick yet? 
Because, you, you know, back in the day, you had to cook it for fucking 14 hours to actually you, make it. But you're you, just like, you, it just sticks to you like napalm and just burns you, you forever. You got to shoot that guy to put him out of his misery. Oh, Otherwise, dude, yeah. there's some, there's some totally. Geneva convention <laughs> shit. You know. like, hey, uh, Pablo, just give me your gun. I'm going to fucking ice you. Please kill me now. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, too. I, I was just talking to Shotzi the other day, and she talked about, like, um, her grandma or somebody talking, like, you know, if, if your man ever beats you, just bring him breakfast in bed, but make sure it's boiling hot grits and you just trip on the, trip on the carpet. <laughs> and, like, douse with it's like, whoa. I was like, whoa, that's, A, some scary old school, yeah. I hesitate to call it wisdom, but, like. Yeah, it's wisdom. Make sure you fuck. say oopsie-daisy as that's, you fall. That's, that's literally, oopsie, well, oopsie. And, and, of course, you know, Shotzi's reenacting it and, like, oh, yeah, I, I can t- <laughs> So I, I will burn a bitch, you know, like, and that shit sticks to you like napalm, just like you just said. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, one soldier beat uh, one of Poncho's guys to death with a baseball bat. So good thing <laughs> baseball has been invented by then. I was going to say, so the bear Jew from, like, uh, from uh, Inglorious Bastards Wait, was, was already enlisted. when the fuck was baseball invented? What year is this? It, uh, like 18, Civil War, almost. Yeah, Civil War. Baseball was invented baseball. during the Civil War? Baseball's been around for a very long time. All right. Like, so, they, like even the Deadwood Pioneer would uh, get baseball scores. Okay. Yeah. Back in like the 1860s, so or not 1860s, like 1870s. So in the dark, uh, groups kind of become separated. Uh, Poncho's guys start uh, fleeing in ones and twos. They'd uh, turn every once in a while and fire and then kind of keep walking. (laughs) It's the buddy system. You got to stick with your buddy when you're fleeing. Yep. Uh, Captain Smizer had his family's house uh, door broken down. So they went out the back window and hid in the outhouse. That's pretty brave. Gross. (laughs) Yeah. Then they hear the Mexican soldiers talking of searching the, the rest of the house. So they take off through the thorny ass mesquite, which is must have been fun. Barefoot. Yeah. Great. Uh, never, never any, never any rattlesnakes or scorpions or shit in that either. You know, oh, of course. So like, uh... Lieutenant McCain lived on the southwest part of town. His house was surrounded at first. Uh, when they passed, uh, he and his family hid in the mesquite. Uh, Captain Williams stumbled upon the party between them. Uh, he had a pistol and a shotgun. Uh, one lonely Mexican found the family, and McCain shot him, but didn't kill him. But McCain didn't want to shoot him again and to draw attention to what was going on there. So he pulled him under a brush and tried to cut his throat with a knife, but it was too dull. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man. Oh. He, he finally killed him by bashing his skull with the butt of his Fuck. pistol. Fuck. Why won't you die? Well, okay, to be fair, at least this guy was attacking them. <laughs> I don't have a list of ways that I would like to die, but I have an ever-growing list of ways that I will not like to die. Well, I'm just feeling like That's we talk a lot. I feel like we talk a lot about people getting their heads bashed in with rifle butts, but it's almost always infants and elderly. Yeah. And that are not doing anything. Right. This guy at least is an aggressor. I mean, at least it's a, a combatant, you know, at least. But still, yeah, not the best. So by this time, the Americans kind of regroup. Um, they go after the fleeing uh, Poncho's guys. Uh, they only had about 30 mountain men, mounted men, not mountain men. If they had they, mountain men, they would have caught them. 
Yep. Fucking Hugh Glass, fucking, you know. Uh, they found some of Poncho's guys on a small hill and charged. Um, but it was starting to get light now, and the, the Mexicans aimed high and missed and kind of broke and ran. Uh, the Americans dismounted and shot them as they ran away and killed about 30 of them and many, many horses. I don't know how many horses, but probably Because you always got to kill a lot of horses. But after they were pursuing them a while, the Americans realized that they were in New Mexico. So they sent back for more reinforcements. Uh, they did catch up to the rear guard. Uh, Poncho's guys, they weren't uh, really trained soldiers. They couldn't really shoot all that well. Uh, the soldiers were actually trained and actually would dismount at about 400 yards and shoot and uh, actually hit something. Well, and the soldiers were also, I believe, armed with uh, Springfield 1903, like 30-odd six rifles. And which, not broken shotguns. And old 3030s. You know, 3030s, like I said, notorious for doesn't travel that far because you got the uh, that really flat tip, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, that's a bullet Bo just showed me. Yep. That Fanta, wasn't his dick. Oh, yeah, flat tips, I feel like they don't go that far. Yep. Cause They're not much... aerodynamical for some reason. That's why footballs aren't shaped like Pringles cans. <laughs> I'd watch that uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my hand caught in this can of Pringles. <laughs> so they do uh, force the rear guard into the main group, which might cause a little bit of uh, anxiety. And they kill and quite wounded quite a few of them. They catch up again, did the same thing again in 30 minutes. But now the battle was in an open plain. Now the uh, Mexicans could see that there was only 29 Americans. <laughs> so they send a force of 300 towards them. And <laughs> oh, shit. So the Americans uh, fall back into the trees for cover. But the Mexicans would not advance after them. After about 45 minutes of waiting, the Americans just go back to Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> they were gone seven and a half hours. They fought four separate rear guard actions without a loss of any guys. And they probably killed between 75 or 100 of Poncho's dudes, at least according to them anyway. Well, and this is one of those where I can almost believe it just simply because if they got 30-odd sixes, they can hit these guys so so much further away than Poncho's guys can hit them. It's not even fucking fair. You know, it's yeah. just, it's some Adobe wall shit all over again, except for everybody has a yeah, rifle it's, it's with like some ass. It's like Danny DeVito uh, boxing Abraham Lincoln. Basically. Yes. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would pay, pay to pay see that. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I'd pay a dollar for that. Yeah. I'd buy that for for a dollar, sorry. You'd buy the whole thing up. for a dollar? You gotta take it home. Like, you can't yeah. leave it here. Yeah. You gotta take it all home. Danny DeVito versus <laughs> Abe Lincoln tonight at the Astrodome. So is it like, so is it like clone Abe Lincoln or zombie Abe Lincoln? Or time go, vampire? Ghost, time travel Abe Lincoln. Ghost, ghost inhabiting a wax dummy of Abe Lincoln? It's meatwad <laughs> shaped like Abe Lincoln with a there, samurai sword. Samurai sword, yep. There you go. <laughs> So Villa's men killed eight soldiers back at Columbus and ten civilians, but basically the town was fucked and burned to the ground, though. Yep. And it's often listed as they killed 17 civilians, but no. I, not, not as near as I could tell. 
That's five like days. The, well, go ahead. I'm just saying, for some reason, the everything's like 17 or 18 civilians, but I'm like, yeah, but then why do you only say like seven or eight civilians and then 10? It seems like they're lumping the civilians in with the soldiers, I guess. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. When you see a lot of these totals. I think a few of the civilians were actually Woodhawks. So they were just like, well, they were, we were going to die anyways. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. Do they really matter? I don't know, 17 or 10, <laughs> whatever. Five days later, 10,000 troops arrive in Columbus from the United States to Which go actually after Poncho. Of, there's some actual good video of that that was put out Whoa, sometime really? during World War II. Yeah. It, it shows a bunch of National Guard guys leaving an armory in New York and getting on, like, trains and shit to go down there. And it's crazy, because they're all... This is when the Army uniform looked a lot like um, like the original Boy Scout uniform. Like, they're all wearing, like, the, uh, the fucking Smokey the Bear hat and, like, a neckerchief. And, like, they, they've got, like, the, uh, the short boots, but they wear those, like, knee-high, like, leggings. It looks dumber than shit. I mean, it's like, woo, fearsome fighting force. It looks like Boy Scouts with rifles. Hey, mister, let me teach you how to tie some knots. Right, exactly. And then the Mexican force is like, oh, my God, kill me now. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. <laughs> then we just get You don't even themselves. sell cookies, you bastards. Yep. That's why instead but of a military, we should have Jehovah's Witnesses, like, in infiltrate other countries. So when they show up, <laughs> hello, sir, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Oh, yeah. no, no. Where's my gun? Where's my gun? Pow. Yeah. He just killed himself. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so this would give a lot of training for the United States for WW1. I think that's what they called it. Yep. Well, um, this is absolutely the first time that the mechanized forces of the United States Army got used in the field. Hell yeah, we sent robots uh, out there? Fucking sick. No. First time they used an Air Force. <laughs> we, we, we sent we sent uh, Dodge, what were they, Dodge, uh, I hadn't looked it up, it's, it was like the Dodge equivalent of a Model T. PT Cruiser. But they were like a little more um, durable. <laughs> they laughed themselves it's, to death and they saw a fucking yeah. fleet of PT Cruisers coming at them. <laughs> no, but they had those fuckers like up-armored, like they, they were up-armored like Dodge trucks basically like but with the spindly wheels and shit they just have like power wagon. you know it's world it's world war one era so it's all this shit like in that newest battlefield game like it looks like that you know and like yeah well you were saying they had uh some biplanes going on but still they also had probably fifty thousand mules it's a dodge wc is what it's called dodge wc fields yep. water closet oh my god yep. the, the og ones we're like gas powered, had actual rubber tires on the back, and wagon wheels on the front, and it and it looked like a fucking oh my god! No, this picture's going up. That's insane. <laughs> awesome. This thing's fucking insane looking. Um. Uh. Oh, they call it the 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 government called them Liberty trucks. <laughs> Dodge Liberty truck. Freedom fries. So I'm gonna liberate it, the it shit looks, out of you. No, it looks like a the back looks like a Conestoga wagon, the front. Is like a horseless carriage. Then there's probably a straight eight. I'm well, guessing the, the the Dodge WCs I'm seeing are the World War II ones. Uh, no, no. Look up the Liberty truck. Okay. Because these are like, in fact, we saw one of those uh, on I've Class B standardized military truck, Liberty truck, 1917. Liberty truck, 1917. Yeah, there we go. That's that's that more thing like is it. fucking sick. 
<laughs> I fucking want one. Oh, it's even got the crank hanging off the front bumper. Oh yeah. Well, that, oh, that they, is they, so tight. Sorry. They also had a, they I got had a mechanic small, fucking hard on right now. They had some Dodge touring cars. That is uh, so sick, dude. Uh, okay, how do I share? Nineteen. Will you see 19. that? Oh fuck yeah. Bo, you looking at the same thing as I am? Yep. That thing yeah, is so I'm, fucking I'm, sick. It's got wagon wheels on the front and motherfucking like dualies on the back. With chains. With chains. And it looks like a Conestoga wagon with a fucking motor on the front and probably a, like a gas lantern. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that is so tight. Well, and then, okay, uh, they also had uh, 1916 Dodge Touring Cars. Under command of, because do we mention this is General Pershing who is assigned to go after everybody? Yep. Because we've talked about Blackjack Pershing in the past. Uh, but uh, also along with uh, there as uh, uh, Pershing's uh, pretty much personal steward is a lieutenant named George S. Patton, Yay. who you might have heard of. Who went back to the familiar. Philippines, which we had to repeat again. Yep. Uh, Mexican President Carranza deplored the incident and vowed to strengthen the border but asked Americans to leave Mexico. He was just ignored. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Pershing was actually friends with Poncho before this. There are photos of them together. Mm -hmm. Poncho sent him a note when Pershing's family burned, in the d burned to death in the fire, uh, San Francisco fire. Uh, that was only six months later that Pershing was chasing Villa all through northern Mexico. And, of course, when another country invades another country, kind of rumors of war kind of pop up. <laughs> you mean when there's already an army, like, cruising around your other country that you might assume that there's a war, perhaps? Perhaps. Hey, a, I saw a person in our house that I don't know. I think we're there being was a, in, robbed. Or more like that documentary uh, Red Dawn that they made a second shittier oh, yeah. documentary, like you know, mm -hmm. kind of like why, that. Only that's why John Milius is your spirit animal. Who? John Bilius. <laughs> John Bilius, the oh, guy okay. that uh, Walter Sobchak is based on. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Pershing would go to every village and ask, "Where's Via?" Uh, they, would, <laughs> they would say no he was just here and point to the next village and then point in the wrong direction <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's like the uh, fucking uh, yeah like the, the natives going to Canada like just juking the fuck out of everybody yep so Pershing would write in his reports every night via is everywhere and nowhere um, tight Pershing did fight a few skirmishes with uh, Poncho's guys. Mm -hmm. uh, he actually injured Poncho in the leg, which he didn't know at the time. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, the rumors circulated that Poncho actually had died from that wound, actually probably fueled by Poncho himself, but he was say, alive and hiding out in the cave. That's a good rumor to have. No, <laughs> no, he's dead, man. Give up, you can just go home. You can stop chasing me. I mean him now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it did uh, help Pershing prep soldiers and military tactics for. Uh, uh, this was actually the last uh, military campaign to use cavalry too, 
and the yep. first, like you said, to use motorized vehicles and aircraft. Um, no, not the last, because we did use it slightly in uh, in World War One too. Yeah, I guess. Um, I love. I, and actually, and actually, the probably the last ever was when they uh, went and destroyed the Hooverville, like the, when the Bonus Army wanted their money. Oh yeah, and they, and they rode through those fuckers with tanks and cavalry. That was probably the actual last. It was actually used against U.S. soldiers, but <laughs> whoops. I love yeah. I love the uh, the, the this kind of weird transition period because it's it's like it's like the 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 horse era coinciding with like the the young young assholes in like cars trucks and and uh, right. and airplanes. But I remember watching something on the on the History Channel of footage of like the cavalry guys after the fucking horse era was over. They were like, yeah, that's the, they were, they that's were the like, Polish. They were like, no, no, that's that's America. They were the crazy guys because they used to use the the army or air force when it first started. Used to use, uh, oh yeah, they used to use the biplanes and shit because there's yeah, no gun, there's no guns or anything on them yet. So they used to use them to fly over and like look at targets and be like, okay, I see what they're doing down there. You come back and you report. And the the cavalry guys were like, well, fuck, I've been sitting around doing jack shit for fucking five days. Like, let's shoot at these cocksuckers. Yeah, so they would get in the back seat of a fucking biplane and shoot at other airplanes cruising by in World War One, and then they awesome. they started making fucking bombs. And I I gotta find it because it's fantastic. It's like an old old time like uh, video of like this dude just like looking over a biplane, and then he like Ugh, pulls a fucking like cartoon looking bomb. Out of his between his legs and just drops it over the side, and that's nice. that's the first bombing campaign ever. It's crazy. Nice. It's so fucking cartoony looking. It's crazy. You know, like the goggles and the helmet. There's no, you know, they got like a little tiny windshield, but you're just out in the breeze yep. flying around. Right. Well, well that's the other the, thing. Yeah, even the Nazis in World War Two, you know, they would rush to the uh, front with the Panzers, but they still had to bring everything. Up to the front with uh, horses and horse stuff, drawn, especially yeah, horse-drawn wagons. Yeah, flying artillery. Well, well that's the other thing. Is like I said, George Patton. This is like pretty much his first. Like, ah, uh, wait, I think yeah, he was in the Philippines before this too. But I think he got his first kill here. And while he may not have actually got a kill, because the uh, they were there was like three guys he caught up with when they were hunting um, hunting via. I think they had like 10 guys with them or something, but they end up getting in a shootout with three of Villa's guys. And the legend is like, you know, Patton killed this one dude, but he was so full of holes, nobody can tell who the fuck they shot. Jesus. Patton does say he did shoot the guy. Uh, he shot the guy's horse out from under him, and the guy was pinned down under his horse, which made him easier to shoot. Yeah, I imagine it would. Uh, but, uh, it, it uh, that was just a just, cop going by on a horse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had to hire a child to scream really loud like a siren. Yeah. And I have my windows are shut. I'm sweating my tits off in here. It's hotter than fuck. Yeah, like, I, I'm yeah, in a closet. It sucks in here. All right. But I'm saying you can still hear that siren it's going bad, by. It's bad, dude, yeah. Yeah. But also, like, uh, but yeah, Patton, uh, uh, the thing is, like, he, he got famous in World War II because he'd carry a goddamn Colt Peacemaker like he's the fucking loyal Lone Ranger. He started doing that during this campaign because he started out with a Colt 1911 because that was what was issued at this time because it's made in 1911, which everybody knows the Colt 45 ACP 1911. But Patton wouldn't carry it in a holster and he'd stick it in his fucking belt and apparently he had a negligent discharge one night in a saloon because he had this thing like shoved into his fucking belt 
A nocturnal so admission? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, so sorry, baby. That was a negligent <laughs> discharge. I didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to buy you this pearl necklace. <laughs> but a instead mini of pearl his, necklace. instead of just putting his goddamn service or service weapon in a holster, he just said, "Fuck it. It's safer if I have a single action cowboy gun instead." Yeah. Because you could do shit like that back then. He all he also designed the uh, cavalry saber for that time. Because he was a he was on a fencing team before this. He had, Patton had actually just gotten back from like being in the Olympics not far, far before this. He was in the fucking Olympics? <laughs> yep. He did target shooting and fencing. When did the fucking Olympics start? Um, ancient, ancient Greece. Ancient Greece. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm such a fucking idiot. I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> No, I Man, think we, the Olympics, as we know, it started what turn of the 1900s or something like probably, that. Probably, but we we still haven't got Tony that good in a while. Oh no, <laughs> that was that was pretty. Good. I'm a fucking boy. <laughs> <laughs> when, when were when were stone tools invented? I don't know the fucking Stone Age. Uh, Will, can you please continue with comic sense? <laughs> <laughs> So they didn't capture Poncho, obviously, but they kind of destroyed his uh, army's ability to make war. They captured a lot of weapons and horses, but Pershing knew that it was a failure. Uh, he was quoted saying, uh, when the true history is written, it will not be a very inspiring chapter for school children. <laughs> but we're talking about it right now for some goddamn reason. Yeah, because yep. it wasn't in my textbook when I was a school child. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Via's days as a military leader were pretty much over. Uh, diplomatic concerns kind of ended the expedition. They didn't really want to start a war over this, I guess. Uh, after 1917, he wasn't nothing. Uh, Pancho wasn't more than a, really a guerrilla uh, with the G U E R, not a not a mountain guerrilla, just a yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 1919, he did raise uh, Ciudad Juarez again. And uh, Americans responded this time by actually crossing the border and not just watching like a football game. So, <laughs> uh, like, he via kids should have raided Ciudad Juarez one more time for old time's sake, you know. Yep. Fuck. Via kept, uh well, he doesn't have much else to do, so he keeps banditoing in smaller and smaller groups, mostly for survival. Now he's being chased by government troops. God, you sound like a fucking stepdad. I don't need you out there at night. You come home by 9 o'clock. I don't need you out there banditoing. <laughs> Fuck you, man. My house, my rules. I'll bandito if I want to. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a bandito. I just started a punk band, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by this time, he, uh, Poncho is looking to retire. Uh, then his enemy, Carranza, was killed in a coup. So now he wanted to reach a peace settlement with the new government uh, to secure some sort of payment to stop Banditi Ween. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> Luckily, he paid new, into his Bandito fund his entire life. And then well, he uh, 401. As soon as he get the, uh, the government six, extra $600 Banditi Ween extension. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, hmm. Well... We're going on vacation. We'll deal with this when we get back. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Don't have a party while we're gone. Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. 
So the new government wanted to agree as soon as possible. He, Via was still popular. Um, he gave him a 25,000 acre ranch and 5,000 in pesos and allowed him to keep 200 men of his um, of his men around. 5,000 well, pesos pa- or 5,000 in pesos? $5,000 in pesos? $500,000. Oh, he said 5,000 in pesos. Yeah, because they're in Mexico, which So it's 5,000 pesos. pesos. Yeah. Okay, cool. He said in, so I was like, what, in what? Cool. In pesos is pesos. It's that many pesos. Oh, fuck, I might be kind of drunk right now. And I don't know what the <laughs> fucking dollar amount would be in, you know, 19, early 1900s dollars either, so... I don't know what the fucking conversion rate is now for modern pesos, so I'm sure it's fuck not going to know what it was in 1916. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, he was rich enough. I suppose anyway. we could have looked that up. Well, plus he's still got all his poncho dollars floating around that he printed up himself, so I'm sure <laughs> he can use and those bucks for yep. for all kinds of stuff. How many is, how many Zapata nickels is that worth? <laughs> <laughs> how many Chuck E. Cheese tokens is that? Yeah. Oh, we need, a, we need a we need to make a website just so we can have a max or like a current guide for like Chuck E. Cheese money, uh, Zapato coins, <laughs> fucking peso or uh, you know, uh, poncho dollars, poncho dollars, uh, fucking U.S. currency. Yeah, that's all the fake fluctuating. shit. Fluctuating. All the fake shit. <laughs> so Poncho now has a hacienda of his own. But he rarely leaves it. Uh, if he did, he had 50 bodyguards along. Uh, most of his friends and enemies were killed, so he was just kind of a lonely guy. Well, at least he doesn't have any not, enemies. Not just most of his friends and enemies. I would say at this point, most of people in Mexico at this point, because they've been having a civil war for like 10 fucking years. And between like starvation and just bullets and everything else, I, 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 I would be curious to see how many people actually got killed in that 10 years man i'm pretty sure it was pretty fucking horrific yep total so so now we get to the end of the morning of july 20th 1923 poncho headed to town of para to visit one of his wives and go to the bank do some other errands 1923 yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, and, my and old also, man. and also did, did we mention that poncho Villa had like a lot of wives we i don't think we mentioned that yet he has, like, a lot of wives. Yeah. He like, was, yeah. like three? Spread it uh, around. Up to, uh, um, let's see, in the in the Tom Russell song, he says 27, but I don't know. I, I was able to find three that I could find their names, but it's kind of like one of those things, kind of like a wife in every village kind of Holy ordeal. Holy shit. So if you live in so, Mexico, you have a, like, especially northern Mexico where he, his kind of reign was. You got a mediocre chance of being related to Pancho Villa? I would say that's not an unfair uh, unfair guess. Yeah, probably. Damn, that's like the... Uh, I think some of his kids like just died like, you know, within the last 10 years or something. Yeah, uh, his, like old, his, old, his oldest surviving son was like... Yeah, not long ago. I, I, I looked that up earlier and now I don't know what the fuck. Fuck. Anyway, carry on. Uh, there was no cops out on the street. And the army was sent away. And Pancho usually had 50 guys with him, but this day he had four, including his secretary, who convinced him that bodyguards were an unneeded expense. <laughs> uh-huh. Oops. 
<laughs> so snipers were waiting for him in a disordered part of town. Um, they wanted to know if Via was in the back seat or front, so they paid an old man to shout Viva Via once or twice, depending on where he was in the car. So he kind of crosses the street, and the old I man like- yells once. Oh, go ahead. I like the fact that Wikipedia makes sure that you know that the old man is a pumpkin seed vendor. Oh, I did not get that. <laughs> so, <laughs> pumpkin Just seeds saying. for sale. But <laughs> yeah. up. Oh shit, he's open. Yeah. I gotta get my fucking pumpkin seeds before he closes, <laughs> man. He only yep. sells them for forty-five minutes. Yep. <laughs> Two for one pumpkin seeds. Oh shit! Today's the day. <laughs> how many how many pumpkin seeds can I get for like three poncho dollars? Oh, you have poncho dollars? That's amazing. <laughs> you get zero pumpkin seeds because what money is a construct, cash? man, made by humans. And I'll only yeah. take foot fungus as fucking currency because that's the only Jesus. thing that's real. It's real. Okay. Okay. Moonbeam. I also take toenails. <laughs> <laughs> you have a collection of your own or just somebody else's? Give me your fucking toenails now. <laughs> Jesus. You want to bite them off yourself? I'm taking them. I have pliers. In other news, the toenail bandito struck earlier today when six individuals were robbed of their toenails. <laughs> so old man yells once because Poncho was in the front, I guess. So the vehicle gets about 40 shots into it. Nine of them hit Poncho and four of them in the head. After yep. uh, afterwards, one assassin runs up and shoots him in the head just to make sure. How many fucking snipers were there? Lots, lots. Nine bullets and that, four in the head. Well, no, four, 40 rounds into the car. Oh, nine into the car. Po- yeah, nine into Poncho himself. Jesus. And these are what they call dum dum bullets. So you're familiar with what a dum dum bullet is, right? So when you take that soft lead tip, like this part here, mm-hmm. and I take y- yonder knife, the very top. I take yonder knife mm-hmm. and I cut a like a little X in the soft lead part. Uh-huh. So when she mushrooms, it breaks into four chunks, thus enhancing the damage. Yeah. When it hits you. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So you your accuracy is not so good, but you get more hits per bullet. Doesn't really affect your accuracy that badly. It's just the fact that it will fuck you up. Uh, like you're 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 gonna do a lot more. It's it's like it's kind of from before they had hollow points. Yeah. Because you know, hollow points are meant to expand more. Right. Well, this is just a way to make sure that that bullet's a little more frangible. So when it breaks and mushrooms like chunks of it fly off, then creating a- secure more wound secure channels. a kill. Like get a right. kill, get a kill every time. It was heavily used also in like the old, uh, uh, you know, in the prohibition gangster uh, era shit too. Yeah. All you got to do is score it with a knife at the top. Yeah, you, yeah, you take a knife and you whack a little X in the top of it. I mean, you can't do it with all bullets. Like if you have a fully metal jacketed bullet, it doesn't work. But if you have these old school kind of soft lead, you can you can do it. Right. You're probably gonna want to fire it out of a bolt action or like a revolver, not anything that auto feeds because it'll probably miss. You know, it'll fuck up the loading, but in a lot of cases, but yeah. But either which way, I like the fact, okay, Poncho was shot, what, four times in the head, and then again, you said, right? Yep. And... So there's... Oh, go ahead. Oh, and, well, I'm just saying there's, like, a recorded, like, last words, which I find to be bullshit. Oh, yeah. Which uh, is... Did you uh, want to go with it? Yeah, go ahead. 
I, 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 yeah, I think, you know, I, I think he died immediately, right? Yeah. But then the, the thing is, uh, his quote is, his last words is, don't let it end like this. Tell them I said something. <laughs> well, the other thing is, everybody else in the car also got riddled with fucking bullets. There was no one there to hear any last words, you know? Yeah. But, it's, I don't know, that's a quote attributed to Pontrevia by, I don't know what kind of bullshit artist. Tell them I said something? But, yeah, don't let it end like this. Tell them I said something. Uh, it's probably something a, cool. It, it's probably a, a, yeah. a, 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 I mean, it's a, it's a historical thing that happened, right? Like, it's a, like at, even at the time, the first person on the scene was like, oh shit, this is a big deal. He yeah. should have last words. Yeah, except for when he already has four bullet holes no. in his head, I'm... You know, but you know, other Pancho Villa quotes are "I am not an educated man. I never had an opportunity to learn anything except how to fight." Oh, whatever, dude. So, That's bullshit. That one right there is fucking bullshit. That's like Whitey trying to be like, "Oh, he's fucking ignorant brown person." I don't, well, see, that's the thing is, there's a lot of these that are in Spanish too. That I don't know. It seems to me. That's kind of like the sentiment that he would often express anyway, that he was written about her. Men will not forget that Pancho Villa was loyal to the cause of the people. You know what I'm saying? He he liked to send himself up as like, I'm, you know, like you said, he never wanted to be oh, president right. at all. He was not a politician. And he's like, well, I'm just a poor dirt farmer. I can't be uh, the president, but I will fucking fight for the people is basically what that right. quote is meant to be. But yeah. So nobody yep. knew who actually killed them or who was behind it. Could have been the Mexican government, the United States government, or just local enemies. It was probably the fighting Jew. Like came back, like got, uh, uh, you know, got uh, paid to like come back and get one more soldier of fortune thing. Since he's off, he's been killing everybody else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, uh, Sam. Uh, Drabin. Rabin. Drabin. Yeah. I always want to. I always want to say it starts with an R, but it starts with the D. Yeah. But it's probably him coming back. You know, got you know, Woodrow Wilson paid him some money on the slide. You know. I'm gonna go with go, that. Go t- yeah, I think. You heard I think it Frank Drabin or <laughs> Mr. Drabin. And now that is immediately as I put that out in the universe, there'll probably be some QAnon <laughs> fucking shithead like. Thing now that like Mr. Yeah. Mr. Drebin, Mr. Magoo his way into like oops, oh shit, whoops, <laughs> and he like fell on a gun on a roof and and iced uh, Pancho Villa. Yeah, no. how many times did he Dreb- almost Dreb- kill OJ? He died in twenty what three? Twenty three. Nineteen twenty three. Okay. Yes. So okay, think about this. The man that raised me was my grandfather. He was born in nineteen forty two. He was born twenty years after. Pancho Villa was killed. Yeah. When I think of Pancho Villa, I'm like, oh, that's like, might as well be 1600s. It might as well be because it's so fucking long ago. No. Nope. It just happened. No, they had like telephones to some extent it just and like electric, fucking electric happened. lighting and cars and airplanes. And Ford dealerships. So, and Ford dealerships. Bo, our friend Michael Correa, or Correa. Yes. Correa. Uh, he, he's the. He's the head chef at, at uh, the Victory Lounge in Seattle, Washington. He, yep. His grandfather fought with Pancho Villa. See, I've seen pictures of his grandfather, mm-hmm. and I can fucking believe it, because he's standing there. I think he's also marrying, like, it's a wedding. I think it was a wedding day picture. Mm-hmm. 
He's marrying a chick that's definitely like at least 18 years his junior. Yeah. Because he's already pretty. But he's wearing his like Charo outfit and got his fucking six shooter and they're going to church. Yep. Yeah. No fucking around. So a a person I know fucking like in that shit, dude. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. That's why I thought Poncho would be a lot of fun because, like you, know, you say, a lot of times we do talk about people that are in the in the way way back machine, and it's always fun to remind ourselves. Well, it's like when we were talking about the old ladies. Ladies of the old west, dude. That shit. And how they're all. Di- what was the? They're all dying in like 1980 and shit. You know, like well, uh, not like, that much, like but, that, like, but yeah, yeah, I know, like, but yeah. But but the 50s, <laughs> like in the 1950s. Yeah, yeah. After like some of them survived till after World War II, which is fucking crazy. Yep. And like I'm saying, like that's why I like also put some context, like with uh, you know with Jack Pershing, he went on to become the general of the army, like you know, like uh, basically pretty much ran a lot of land forces, U.S. land forces for World War One. Mm-hmm. Well, then Patton is famously a general in fucking World War Two. Yeah, you know from like you know, but he, like you're picturing Patton standing in front of a tank wearing his helmet. When at this time, he's, like, literally on, like, horseback and shit or riding around in, like, that truck you were just showing us with, like, a fucking six-shooter and a fucking, you know, highway patrol hat on chasing Mexican bandits in, like, the Sonoran Desert and shit. You know. That shit just happened. It's it's wild. It just happened. And then think of all the the fucked up, like, political shit that happened. Oh, yeah. At the time. that That shit's... That shit just happened. It's about <laughs> yep. to happen again. No, yep. like believe it. Well, you forgot oh, yeah. another postscript too. Hit it. That three years later, that Poncho's body was dug up and his head was removed. And one of the rumors that the skull, the Skull and Bone Society has it at Yale. <laughs> okay. Along with Geronimo's too, but who knows? Yeah. Somebody yeah, has a skull. Well, I mean, I know that thing is if you were like a famous outlaw, it's or, or outlaw or I don't know freedom fighter because I mean it happened to Sitting Bull, it happened to Geronimo, happened to Poncho, it happened to George Parrott, but he wasn't really either of those. Well, he was an outlaw. He was just an outlaw, yeah. I mean, it was like if you got any kind of notoriety for doing anything around any kind of fighting, somebody's going to dig you up and cut off your head, unless you're like in Arlington. Like, somebody's going to come around and steal your skull. Eventually, it sounds like. So now who's the creep? That's fucking I, I gross. <laughs> yeah, fucking well. Gross, dude. It just happens with a disturbing degree of regularity. Well, you got to use it as just, a puppet. Well, Hi. or, you know, like, or, like, you know, an ashtray and a doorstop or whatever the fuck happened to him. And some bowling shoes or, and a fucking bag. Yeah. Yeah. But then, okay, I wanted to, I, I think we're going to uh, play it on the, you know, basically we talked somewhat about, like, uh, modern cultural significance of Pontrovia. And, like, uh, uh, I want to include a, a shout-out for this uh, song, because there's always um, my buddy, uh, Valdemar Garcia, uh, guy I knew down when I was uh, stationed in Texas, Fort Hood. He'd always call his 30-30, like, well, he was like, oh, the 30 30 
30 me voy a pelear. Hay cosas las pilas de la rebelión. Y mi sangre piden, mi sangre les doy. Por los habitantes de nuestra nación. I think, uh, who did I say it was initially written by? is uh, uh, Gennaro Nunez. I can't tell what year, because everything's in Spanish. Like I said, I speak that only a little bit better than I speak Martian. So I'm sorry about that. But uh, this is a song written about, I, I just wanted to do the, I, the, the English translation of, uh, we'll, we'll play it somewhere in here or we'll give you a link to it. But, uh, okay, the 3030 carbine carried by the rebels, according to the Maderistas, did not really kill. I'm off to battle with my 3030. I entered the rebel ranks. If it's blood they ask for, blood I'll give them for the people of our nation. Francisco Villa cried out, What are you, Argumedo? Uh, come and stand up in front, you who are never afraid. I'm off to battle with my 3030. I entered the rebel ranks. If it's blood they ask for, it's blood I'll give them for the people of our nation. That's the first couple verses. So he's talking about the... Uh, um, like Francisco Villa, which is Pancho Villa. Like Pancho Villa, and then the the thirty thirty, which is like uh, renowned as being the uh, Tom Horn rifle. Also, the rifle credited with killing more white-tailed deer than any other rifle. Uh, that's what these guys were fucking armed with, and it, it's kind of like um, what's is it? It's kind of like become like the revolutionary, like where uh, AK-47 show up on like revolutionary stuff mm -hmm. nowadays. Well, the 30-30 was that back in the day. Reliable? Um, reliable, cheap. Uh, it was like the every man's. Mm -hmm. you can, it's durable. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Durable, reliable, yeah. cheap, useful, like a ubiquitous tool yep. that you could murder a lot of people with. And these people got so used to the struggle and like the stuff like, you know, like there's affectionate songs. I mean, granted, it's, you know, they talk about blood a lot in this song about this guy that, you know, you know, if you're like Woodrow Wilson, all this murdering bandito, if you're people from like Sonora and stuff like that, yeah. folk hero Robin Hood guy. Totally. But yeah. Damn. But. That's why, oh man, that's like the closer you get to present day. The more optics, quote unquote, are like, are talked about because it's like, Everything. how's it look from this side? How does it look from this side? Like, how do you right. sell this to a group of people? You know what I mean? Yep. Well, and it well, how do you sell the real story, or how do you like obfuscate the truth? Yep. Like, you know, all oh, these anti-fascists are the real fascists. Okay. We're fucking anti-fascists. Antifa is terrible. I'm a I'm anti Antifa. Oh, so you're fascist. Yeah, so you're Nazi. Okay, and you're proving that lucky. right now. Yeah, yeah. So yes. So I think that's a very uh, probably the most poignant thing about this is just a the government corruption, people not wanting to leave office, yep. sham elections, shit like that. Yep. Also, you know, one man's Robin Hood is another man's Satan. Uh, and then also like just say. so much, so much propaganda on either side. It's really hard to know what the real and total truth is out of any of this. And like, you know, we always do our best to try to, we try to find probably the general consensus, but there's always 
a couple dribbling lines of bullshit leaking out of the story. And a lot of times you can trace that back to people that were in opposition to the person you're talking about, especially if it's something bad or, like, real bad. Well, and that's the best thing but, you can do, right? The best you can do is, like, give the facts, the actual recorded facts, and then anything that is, that is like, like... Anecdotal. Anecdotal, like... Cool. Yeah, it's there, but we don't know if it's fucking true or not. Whatever, yeah, man. Give a give a disclaimer. Not totally. uh, hydrocoxychlorine shit. Fucking will make all better from the COVIDs. Yeah. Are, There's no study. Are, that, you know. are there fucking protests in Portland? Yes. Yes. Are there random assholes in black clothing that don't have name tags and are unmarked vans throwing people in their vans? Yes. yes it's happening. Uh, are those people working for the federal government? Uh, I don't know. They well, kind of. It's it, well. That's the thing. Tom Wolf. All right, cool. Out if you it's... are, that's fucked up. If you're not working for the federal government, that's even more fucked up. Yeah, they're kidnapping well, people. They're fucking my favorite thing kidnapping is, people. My, my favorite thing is they're showing arrest uh, arrest reports and like these violent anarchists showing what people are arrested for. It's ninety eight percent graffiti. Yeah. Graffiti ain't fucking violence. Fuck no. You know, and just because somebody's doing graffiti doesn't make them an anarchist. Nope. And being an anarchist isn't illegal, nope. even if they are an anarchist. Yep. So, you know, it's that... But uh, being unmarked and snatching people off the street is illegal. It, yeah. That's well, kidnapping. If if you don't tell people who you are when you fucking do that, that's... But don't you know you have to wait for the government to tell you what's legal and not legal, Tony? Oh, shit. Okay, you sorry. Know, you gotta, you gotta wait until you're told that by the government. My bad. And they I get forgot. to decide what that is. I so, totally yeah. forgot. That's my fault. Uh, I fucked that up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's elections happening right now. Please do vote. Uh, yep. Mine is sitting in my mailbox, uh, filled out and already on the outboard shit waiting. Because, what, today's Sunday. Tomorrow yep. it gets picked up and yanked out. Tuesday yep. is uh, when shit's due. So please yep. do your fucking part, man. Um, Everybody. Vote for me. Everybody got to do your part. Yeah. Mine's sitting waiting for Will to come pick it up. Oh, yep. fuck you. I have a he personal mailman that comes and picks up all my mail. Make sure. He never, ever leaves the post office. <laughs> He's actually podcasting like, for the post. He's sorting mail right now. He's like underneath the building. There's like kind of golem tunnels that he like rides in a <laughs> cart, like uh, Indiana Jones, the or, or Temple the, of Doom yeah, style. Totally. Or the I just uh, make a nest out of mail, junk mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Publisher's Clearinghouse is my favorite. Oh it's yeah. Good for my spine. All I have is my Victoria's Secret catalogs and my there you go. Publisher's Clearinghouse bed and Victoria's Secret catalog bathroom that I can jack off at. <laughs> Victoria's Secret. Ooh, I jerk off to ARP magazine, so... <laughs> hey, man, whatever you're into, dude. Notorious secret. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm into Ethel's secret. Ugh. Dude, that was my great-grandma's <laughs> twin sister's name. Whoa. My great-grandma's great name was Ethel, and her twin sister's name was Esther. Oh, sorry. That's my, no, my great-grandma's name was Esther, and her twin sister's name was Ethel. And they, Both of those are old chestnuts you do not see trotted out that that much anymore nah, when, when naming a daughter. They, uh, Somebody, they they both divorced their husbands and opened up a fucking tavern in Georgetown in South Seattle. Wow. Fucking a. Before they moved to Shelton. 
Whoa. Yep, some some bold individual that has a has a baby on the way. Uh, you know, you should maybe think about resurrecting some of these good old strong if you're li- names. If like, you're listening like to Eph- this, like Ethel, Ethel, Esther, Octavia, Bertha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, fucking. Uh, Nobody uses Adolf anymore either. So that's weird. Yeah, that that one I can I can do without people using it. Matilda, Tilda's always good. One. That's a good one. I like Ruby. Ruby. Ruby's good. You know, I have, I have, met a, I've met a couple of Rubies, but it's Don't usually a nickname. Yeah, old Ruby is like I trust that girl. I trust that lady for for whatever, dude. I'm cool. Like, tell me some which stories. Is it, which is interesting because they're often portrayed in any kind of old West literature as generally a prostitute name. I trust her. But I guess I mean prostitutes can be trustworthy just as much as anybody, I suppose. Yeah. So. Although they were so stigmatized back then that like they were probably a little untrustworthy because well, you're you're normally a fucking asshole that's like trying to get something and they try to pull one over on you. Of course. Well, it's that's everybody. Because if, if there's anything we hope you've learned from this podcast at length, it's uh, people were and still are awful. Yep. And uh... and everybody's shoved <laughs> into situations where they have to say you know do the best with, with what they have. Yep. Sometimes you just got to make a vagina hat out of the situation. Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> My monologue's gone on long enough. Let's just shoot me. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening yeah. to the, the uh, you know, the... the oh, God damn it. Ramblings. Bye. Yep. Gunfire. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>